Welcome to the Fit Femme Project Alignment Podcast. It is here that we cultivate and gather all who have been through it in fitness, relationships, careers, lifestyle changes, and unforgettable crucial life pivots trying to achieve their most sovereign selves. We're here to provide you with thought-provoking, detailed stories and information from truly fascinating men and women from all walks of life, professions, generations, and modern-day sagas who speak to their rawest, darkest moments that made them the strong, decisive, humble, helpful, healing people that they are today. We ask them to hold nothing back because life is a multi-dimensional pursuit to be stronger, healthier, and more aligned mentally, emotionally, and physically. Let's go. everybody welcome back we're sitting in the cozy nicole's house (laughs) we're on our like big comfy couches i could fall asleep right now but (laughs) anyway uh how are you i'm really good you are actually in fact on the couch that does serve as a bed i bet if you fall asleep like it's normal. It happens to everyone. I know. I just okay. I could go on about. I love couches, <laughs> and I'm very picky about my couches. Um, but anyway, so today we're talking about intuitive eating while I eat my lemon. Lemon. Mel- no melon. Same letters. <laughs> um. So let me think. When I think of intuitive eating, I just think like you're not really. This is like my definition yeah. of it. You're not really tracking much. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of doing what you based on what you feel, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Okay. So intuitive... How wrong am I? No, you're really close because there are two... Like intuitive eating was actually developed in 1995 by these two dietitians who were just oh, so... long ago. No, it was like not even 30 years ago. But they were just so sick and tired of like the diet mentality. And so they developed these... Um, 10 principles that uh, comprise uh, intuitive eating. And it was basically there to help people, men and women, stop uh, focusing so much on like the minutia, on the details of dieting and food and what food is best and really to pay attention to how their body can actually feel full Um, Even if it's hungry, it's okay and not judge themselves for it. Mm. So it's a really, it's a phenomenal concept. And what I think a lot of people, even nowadays, until dieting keeps going, they want to get to that point. (laughs) It'll stop. (laughs) Yeah. But they want to get to the point where they're just, you know, all these rules. It's just where, where things are easy. Oh, just trying to make things easier on people. And I don't think it ever will. Right. I it can get easy, but well, I think it's part. I think intuitive eating, like for instance, for that, I I will say right now, I have not read the book, um, but I have read up about it. <laughs> You're so funny. You're like, guys, I'm not an expert yet. Don't judge me. <laughs> but it's like I, um, I think like from what I've read so far, and like I said, I haven't read the book. I think these two women are brilliant because they caught on to... What's it called? Which is intuitive eating. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I think there's like a, a subtitle, uh, but they, I think they, from what I've understood, from what I've read and with intuitive eating, that can't, it's like that that's the end all be all. Like that's the way... The only thing you should do? Yeah. Those 10 okay. principles pretty much. 
Um, and I can read, I can actually, I can pull up the 10 principles because they are really helpful. Okay. Yeah. So the 10 principles are the first one is reject the diet mentality. I like that step. Mm -hmm. The second one is honor your hunger. The third one is make peace with food. Mm. Number four is challenge the food police. So the voices in your head that are like, I was going to say, who's that? Yeah. It's like (laughs) chocolate cake. Chocolate cake is bad. That's the food police. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, just number five is discover the satisfaction factor. Number is s- that like, are we going to go into these or are you just reading them off? I'm just reading them off, but we can go into them. I think it's helpful. Wait, so what was that last one? Uh, number five, discover the satisfaction factor. Is that meaning like know when you're full and stop? I think that's actual like emotional pleasure from food, not fullness oh. or hunger. Or oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. And then six is feel your fullness. Okay. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> Seven is cope with your emotions with kindness. Eight is respect your body. Nine is movement. Feel the difference. And then 10 is honor your health, gentle nutrition. So this sounds like it's a really good place to start for people who Mm -hmm. have nowhere to start when they're like, I want to get healthier, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. There's so much information. I think that's like an excellent. Mm -hmm. Are there people who trash on intuitive eating? I think what happened and what these two women sort of rebelled, like were really angry about was people were calling themselves intuitive coaches, like health coaches, but still making people track calories, which is, this is totally against the diet industry. Like anything that has to do with externally, like intuitive eating focuses on the internal stuff, right? on how you want to approach your life and food. And anything, they were against anything like counting calories, but people were saying you can count calories and still intuitive eat. And so they didn't like that. And then they created their own, like, um, like it's all in their website, but the, what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) Are there people who trash on it being like, oh, that's not the thing you should do. It's unhealthy or it's just some dumb stuff somebody would say. I think the reason, part of the reason why I didn't read the book long, long ago, I think when I first heard of intuitive eating was because... Well, you my, were really struggling then, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, intuitive eating, it says you can eat whatever you want. And back then when I was binge eating, I was like, I'm going to weigh 400 pounds oh. if I intuitively eat. So I was like, I'm not going to try intuitively eating because I know myself. Right. Um, so people, I think that's what a lot of uh, coaches or a lot of people back then also thought especially I'd say in the um, bodybuilding industry, but they're like, if you intuitively eat where it says you don't have to track and you can eat whatever you want, it scared people or it was intimidating because they're like, yeah, but you have to, if you don't want to gain weight, if you want to put on muscle, you have to know on some level how much you are consuming and how much you are expending because there is actual like math. There are laws of physics involved and you can't, you can't eat whatever you want um, and not expect some kind of result on your physique. Right. So, But that's not what this is about. No. Yeah. But I think, what I think is, I think these women, I think it's brilliant. Intuitive eating, I think everyone needs to understand what that actually is. And that's actually what we focus on at the FitFun Project. I think we inadvertently focus on this without actually knowing that this was really already there. But right. what we do, what I like that we do is that we help women access that, you know, listen to their body, right? So feel their hunger, 
I think that's just a great place to start. Like, yeah. and then you can get into the tracking exactly. and the more, like, that's just like beginner level. And then let's go intermediate. And yep. then let's like, okay, I like this. Let's, yeah, because keep, keep talking. People <laughs> skip the intuitive part. Yeah. For, if they've been yo-yo dieting, they skip the intuitive part because you know it's not their fault. It's like the dieting industry says, no, you have to slim fast is what's going to help you lose weight. <laughs> South Beach diet was just going to help you lose weight, right? Not your intuition. (laughs) Dumbass intuition. Yeah. Thousands of thousands of year old body doesn't know anything. You don't know shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, but it's like, so people relied on that and then they weren't getting results because they didn't feel like it was right. Like things felt off. Like they would eat what the company was selling, like SimFast, but they wouldn't feel full. So of course, if you're so hungry and you're, you haven't eaten it a lot for like, if you've been eating 900 calories a day for a week, hunger will always win. Yeah, yeah. And so... I think Lindsay had said that in a last a, a previous episode that you don't try to fight your hunger. No. It's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it put, I think it pinned people between a rock and a hard place because they're like, I'm so hungry, but I'm afraid to track or understand, like, I'm afraid to eat more and kind of dip into diet dieting world because I want to eat intuitively. And it's like... They were stuck, and that was just, that's why they keep going back to diet after diet after diet, just to see which one was, just felt easiest and wasn't so internally, like, um, turbulent for them. Right. Uh, so, I think uh, intuitive eating, it's, it's a, it's a, it's necessary part of the process. Yeah. And so, if you want to lose weight, if you want to gain weight and by weight I mean like I'm talking like that's just umbrella term for like put on muscle and lose body fat the healthy kind of weight yeah Yeah. or if you're even just underweight like you need to gain weight exactly um intuitive eating is a I you can't I don't think if you want to I think you need to understand your like how to eat intuitively as part of the process but for those like us who those who want to focus a little more on their health, like overall health, internal, external, like blood markers, uh, muscle, you're going to have to bring the numbers in on yeah. some level. Yeah. And so it's hard to do that though, when you don't understand your body, which is what the intuitive eating, um, kind of protocol, if you will, uh, completes. Right. Do you feel that, um, it's intuitive eating is more beneficial for others than some, or is it just like, Because, like, I personally, I feel that, like, the intuition part of it has a little more natural to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And there's probably parts of it where I could learn and gain from. But then again, it's like I could just kind of skip a step. (laughs) Does that make sense? It does. But here's where, like, my problem with... I shouldn't say problem, but where, like... I don't think intuitive eating works well in our society and in western cultures that have a lot of highly processed foods in their diet oh yeah um the reason is because for instance the second principle in intuitive eating is to honor your hunger right oh right yeah (laughs) now it's like that makes sense like to honor your hunger instead of like perpetually starving yourself it's really important but if you're also allowed to eat whatever you want and you go for the Cheetos and the Oreos and the Doritos, all these ultra processed foods that are actually designed in a way 
to keep saying, you less full. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So you're still hungry, but you're putting on weight. And so I think it's just such a slippery slope where they can, at least in this, in modern, in like in our society with the uh, like huge amount of processed foods that are out there, um, they just interrupt the intuitive processes inside enough that oh. we can't actually access them accurately. Right. So that's like unintentionally hold like changing things internally kind mm-hmm. of I don't know that's not right with well it, but, no you're right because it's like but, when but. you're eating ultra processed foods depending what they are because like for instance yogurt because there's chemicals food. in there well there's um emulsifiers there are things that um enable them to have that shelf life yeah and some of them especially what they're especially things that are genetically modified like there are some ingredients in there that and I think I've mentioned this and I can't remember which episode but it's like when you're eating food your stomach will start to expand. Yeah. And at anytime you're eating food or ingesting liquid, your stomach will expand. And as your stomach is expanding, there are signals that are being transferred or that are coming from the in the lining of your stomach that are talking to the gut bacteria saying, "Okay, we have food coming in. We don't have to be hungry anymore because we know there's food coming in." And then that the signals from, will go from the gut bacteria up your vagus nerve to your brain, which then turns off, let's say, ghrelin. And maybe that's yeah. a hunger hormone, but then there's other hunger horm- uh, neurotransmitters. But like when you're eating ultra-processed foods, the signals that are supposed to come from the lining of your stomach get blocked. Oh. So the signals that say, hey, the stomach is expanding, you don't have to reach for food anymore. Your brain isn't getting those signals. So... You're going to keep feeling hungry even though you're eating a bag of Doritos, which could be 400 calories. They're so easy to binge on. Exactly. (laughs) And of course, there's like the highly, the combination of fat, salt, and sugar that are in these ultra processed foods and like the different, the bliss factor and the crunch, like they have to hit all these points because they know that the brain loves certain bliss factors, (laughs) certain crunch texture. They got us. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) it's so hard to intuitively eat if you have those internal processes being interrupted by the food you're eating. Right. That kind of like makes me angry. I know. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what this, uh, so I walked into Nicole's house (laughs) and she was watching a documentary, um, called food Inc. Is it the one, cause like I said, I'm pretty sure I saw, is it the one where they talk, like go back in time and talk about how they were starting to learn how to preserve food and they would send it off Mm. to the soldiers in war and it was really I haven't watched that one. Oh, there's one that I watched where it was like World War One, they were kind of in that period, something like that, Mm -hmm. where they're learning how to preserve food and they were using um formaldehyde to preserve this meat to send it to the people at war. Maybe it's the Civil War. It was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, it's disgusting. I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> and they're like, don't complain. Eat. Like, and they're like, no. <laughs> Isn't that disgusting? Yeah. And so they had to come out. I don't know who it was, but they had to come out with like these laws. Like, mm. we can't do this. <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago. It's like our grandparents' time. Like, oh my, yeah. Could you, like this whole stuff that we're talking about and, um, you know, processed foods, it's still like a new thing. Yes. It, it, I just can't imagine what it's going to be like when my grandkids are our age, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. And that's what is interesting. Like this, like these two dietitians wrote this in 1995. So they were seeing a lot of um, like the old, the processed foods. I think it was about the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s is when 
you know, um, the ready-made dinners, um, yeah. all that stuff started coming out. And so 1995, it's, I feel like that, maybe it's right in the middle between when that sort of food revolution, if you will, or changes started and now. But the food we have now is certainly different than the food we had in 1995 and certainly different than the food we had, you know, pre, pre-made dinner era. You know what I've been like learning about lately? It's somewhat off topic, but we'll get back on topic. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think they, I was watching this TikTok video about how, um, pull it together, Caitlin. <laughs> It was about, um, you know, back, back in like Bible times, like long, long time ago, how um, the air, the oxygen in the air was like, there was more oxygen in the air. So with that, because they're finding all these things about how, you know, there were probably giants, like literal human giants. And that like, because of these things, like prehistoric, maybe not prehistoric, but like these things that they're finding while they're digging up stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it just shows that like, how did these things get built without modern technology? And they're talking about that and then why people were living longer and like plants and foods and stuff like that, just simply because there was just more oxygen in the air. And wow. they did this study. Well, it wasn't a study. Um, there is, it's a pretty famous story about this little girl who fell into like a hole in her backyard and her leg like got stuck up like that, like by her head for hours. (gasps) And when they got her out, it was black. Right. And they were like, we got to chop it off. But some smart person was like, no, we're going to put her in this oxygen suction chamber thing. And after a while, it came back to life just because of more oxygen. Huh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Could you imagine they were saying, like, if we had just 20% more oxygen in the air, like how much healthier we would be. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like there's so much changing and like if anything needs to be changed, you have to go into like policy and all that, which oh, is yeah. a huge beast. But, um, you know, for us who are like in the trenches with people trying to help them just make different choices or better choices for their overall health. Um, that's why we emphasize the 80-20 rule, which is not necessarily an intuitive eating principle, but we do think if there are like... You can access into your own intuitive eating, we believe. I Well, I should say I believe. Um, I don't want to speak for Lindsay or Casey, but I would feel safe saying that they do too. Like the more you know, the more you know. Yeah. Especially about the food you're eating and how much you're eating. So And um, it just makes you so much more powerful in general. Powerful yeah. in your choices and in the world when people are trying to convince us of, you yeah, know, no, you should do this. We're like, actually, yep. no, I'm not going to fall prey to your marketing techniques. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you have, you just know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, with the intuitive eating, it's very much a part of the process. And I think a necessary and crucial part of the process. It's how we used to eat when we were toddlers. Like, true. you know, it's like we can access that again. Um, but if you want, there's a way to do that. And track calories, track your food, work and move your body in a way that is abundant, if you will, that is not diet mentality. It's all in your own perception. It's still like basically, you know, people want to see progress, Mm -hmm. right? So if somebody is going to start at this, if we're saying beginner level, Mm -hmm. but they want to see results, like, oh, I don't care. Just make me lose 10 pounds this week. Like, (laughs) Um, but how would you go about like 
coaching somebody with intuitive eating who can greatly benefit from it, but also see results. You know what? I probably could answer my own question. So, <laughs> <laughs> Like a beginner hasn't tracked anything ever. Yeah. Like they want, they don't know where to start, what to do. They, let's just say they want to lose weight, like mm-hmm. the majority of the population and they don't know where to start. They don't know anything. And you know, that they, they've never tried before, mm-hmm. or maybe they have, but and they start with the intuitive eating. Like I just feel like you would naturally just get results from that, even without tracking or you know what I mean? Yeah. And the res- for for the intuitive eating, I think the results are more internal. Like you feel satisfied. You actually feel satiated. You actually and then people feel value full. that so much more. And they're yes. like, maybe the outside doesn't matter as much mm-hmm. or focus on that too as much. Well, right. I, I think they come to the realization where that internal stuff matters like feel actually yeah. feeling satiated and it helps them feel even more confident and empowered to pursue the external changes yeah because they've been trying to pursue the external with like ignoring the internal and they haven't gotten anywhere True. so um i think with someone who's just beginning let's say they haven't tracked anything and they want to lose weight it's for me i know it's going to be important that they eat intuitively or at least understand how their body is how energetic it can feel, how strong it can feel, how full you can feel. Um, and so I would do the tracking for them. I would just maybe recommend, Hey, you know, eat, I would use like your hand as like a way to track Oh, instead yeah. of something like my fitness pal or chronometer or any other, like, um, I still do that to this day when I don't have my scale or I'm at a restaurant, I'm just like, yeah, oh, it likes about the size of my palm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I just, for, I focus on uh, more protein, more fiber, more water, just the basics, you know, try to get good sleep, find ways to manage your stress and, or we'll find those ways together. <clears throat> and literally and, watch the weight fall off. Like, yep. It, that is, it's just the craziest thing, especially when you manage your stress. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. And you weren't like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, but if someone who's been yo-yo dieting, dieting for a while, let's say like I had a client, she, we, we were working together for six, maybe nine months, I think maybe six months. And she's like, she's another one of my like success stories. I loved working with her, but she, um, she, she was one of those classic yo-yo dieters, just angry during the week as she's eating 500 calories and being so hungry and so frustrated. She would just say, screw it over the weekends. And so she ended up gaining weight over time. And when she came to the FitFem project, she's like, I just, I have nothing else to do. Like, this is my last, <laughs> my last try. And so she lost 30 pounds in six months. Actually, I would say in five months because um, the first month I focused, it was. But the first month, all we focused on was her eating enough consistently and regularly. And she's like, oh, I don't, I won't gain weight if I eat more. And I'm like, you need to know that. You need to like let that kind of settle in you. And you know, this is new territory for you. I'm like, you need to like really understand what this feels like. And because at first it was scary for her. She's like, are you sure I'm not going to gain weight? I'm like, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she, because, and that's, you know, a thing with clients, like they're so nervous to trust because they've trusted so many diets in the past. So it's like that first month I think is really like, it's so crucial. You got to really pay attention to their client and how they're thinking and feeling about things. And yeah. so, but that first month when she wasn't gaining weight and she was eating regularly, but she was eating more protein, more fiber, she was moving her body more. She finally believed, like she trusted her own body. She's like, okay, my body isn't working it against me. I'm back in control. And so then I was like, all right, now we're ready for a deficit. And it just, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Is it who I'm thinking of? 
Maybe. She's a type one. Okay, then no. That's okay. not who I'm thinking of. <laughs> she's actually here in Nashville. Yeah, I'll tell you later. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I went for a just walk kidding. with her down at one of the parks and yeah, she's just oh, she's okay. so yeah, yeah. happy and confident. Yeah. It was so cool. So um yeah, so for her that it, I don't think she'd ever done the intuitive eating. Um I don't know, I can't remember if she had or not, but it didn't seem like she had because she was just she, when she started, she was so like fed up and angry and exhausted. Yeah. You know, so. oh, and I think there's just so many people now. Mm-hmm. They're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Because they, they, people, they're just sick and tired of people telling them what to do. And then, but their body's kind of telling them like something else. So they don't know who to trust. Yeah. Yeah. So. I hate that we're the last resort for people, <laughs> but I love it. But also we should be the first resort. <laughs> and only resort. Yeah. Because then you don't have to go through like years and years of, Suffering. <laughs> yeah, suffering, wasting your money and mm-hmm. your time and your, like, happiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I do think intuitive eating is difficult for people um, with the American diet, for sure. Um, it's just, because I, I see... I see the biggest changes like in the internal, like in the confidence in women when they do eat more wholesome foods and mm-hmm. don't eat, rely so much on a lot of processed foods. And, but then again, that also scares them because they're like, I want to be able to eat whatever I want. Cause then they're like, that's not that if I can eat whatever I want and not gain weight or, you know, if I can eat whatever I want, then that'll mean I'm not in a diet mentality or I'm not dieting. It's just, that'll be normal. But the food we have now that's processed is not normal. Like it's yeah. not, it's what, like, it's not even it's like 50 years old. This, the, all the, a lot of these new foods, they didn't exist 50 years ago. So it's like, um, we got to understand what's happening under our skin when we eat the food. And once, because once you have that knowledge, it really helps you feel more control about what you're going to put in your body because it's going to determine how you feel. Yeah. I so, love that. So yeah. what would you, I think we may have talked talked about it but like what would you say that like it's not intuitive eating uh well the the two dietitians they have let's see what's not intuitive eating um i think they said like tracking of any kind right is not intuitive eating um and then what else they had like two they said the principle like the 10 principles i said work in like two ways it's helping you basically listen to your physical sensations, um, like understand what your physical needs are, what your psychological needs are. And the second thing is um, any kind of rules. So, and I oh, think yeah. they put <clears throat> tracking of any, like of tracking calories as a rule. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So where would you say, um, <laughs> uh, last one train of thought. Okay, okay. For a true beginner who wants mm. to start, it's like, well, intuitive eating sounds nice. I just want to, like, mentally, like, relax from the diet stuff. Yeah. Um, what would be, like, a good place to start? I would say... If they didn't have a coach, I guess. I would say, like, um, just eating more uh, wholesome foods to understand how, like, the original source of food, you know, there's a big difference between, um, I'd say, a piece of chicken and a protein bar. Yeah. So, um, 
and, and taking notes and really listening, paying attention to different times of day, like when are, and finding your hunger patterns. I think that's actually a big one, like finding mm. when you're hungriest and when you're not hungry. And you may find that, you know, maybe in the mornings you're hungrier. It's a hung, you're, that's when you're hungriest all day. And then maybe your hunger comes up again around lunch, but maybe it dissipates around dinner. That's really crucial knowledge to have about your body. Yeah. And so, um, but I'd say stick with more wholesome foods, pay attention to hunger patterns. And as with anyone, like focus on the basics though, being listening to your body is so much easier to do and you can do it more accurately and with more confidence when you are sleep, getting enough sleep, when you're drinking enough water, when you're eating more wholesome foods than processed foods, when you're moving your body in a way that feels good. And then if you're using a variety of coping methods to help to help with, you know, intense emotional moments mm. instead of just maybe food or alcohol, like go for a walk or journal or reach out to people, like expand your coping methods, I would say. Put more tools in your toolbox, as yeah. my mama used to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I talk about this a lot, but I'll keep talking about it. Um, when I first started, like, um, you know, a dozen years ago. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Uh, when I was just like sick of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. And we've talked about this, but yeah. I was just like, well, I know water is good for me. Like, yeah. you know what? Let's start there. Like, I know for sure as a fact that that is a good thing <laughs> and it's free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's start there. And then, you know, it started to snowball into like better things because I felt better, mm-hmm. right? My headaches went away. I was sleeping better. I had a little more energy mm-hmm. and it just kind of naturally snowballed. And I just listened to what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to go to workout class. All right, let's go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's like, that's actually, you, we have a hormone. It's called leptin. It's designed to get yeah. us to move. Yeah. Like it tells us when we've had enough food, but it also gets us like, if you ever, if you're sitting for a while and you suddenly feel restless, that's leptin doing its job. So when you when you had that, you're like, oh, I, that when you had the desire to like, I'm gonna go do a workout class. You were listening to your hormones, and that's a good thing. That's, and it's kind of one would call it motivation hormone, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about, or I've been talking about motivation lately. But yeah, back then, I you know I didn't force myself to go when I didn't want to, like. It may have probably obviously would have benefited me, but I, I went when I wanted to. And the more I did that, the more often I wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And knowing why you didn't want to is also good information. Yeah. Lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where like self-awareness comes in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or I drank too much last night. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get into my failures. <laughs> just kidding. Never failures. Just lessons. Okay, mom. <laughs> You're so cute. Did you listen to the last episode? With Lindsay and I Lindsay? really got on a topic about you. You did. <laughs> I was like, man, that was fast. <laughs> I know. We're like, oh, Nicole, we just love her. You know, she could be dying and still would help us do something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's that loyalism in you, right? I suppose, or stubbornness, I don't know. <laughs> How much reading did you do with the... Okay, what we're talking about. Nicole discovered okay. that she's a type 6. Yeah. And Lindsay was all like, you should have known that. I'm like, wait, no. Mm-mm. Uh-uh, that's not my job. <laughs> but yeah. the problem that us humans have is that we automatically put you in that box now, right? So everything you do, obviously, is the three. Because it's, yeah. I put myself in that box. Exactly. We do it to ourselves. So, like, 
that's why I made that joke earlier. I was like, oh, you, this is so six of you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she discovered on one of her Enneagram calls that, um, cause she, your client was a six mm-hmm. and you're listening. Like, tell me about that experience. I want to know. Well, it was, we haven't a, talked about this yet. Yeah. It was like, um, yeah, my client was a type six and you were explaining to her everything you do about like her type and then asking her questions. And I'm like, I swear I've heard this before. <laughs> and I'd also, you know, it's been a few months, like since I'd say several months, like I've been to therapy and like I've done a lot of uh, work that I've needed to do. And so I've been feeling more like myself instead of, I didn't realize I was so stressed for so many years. Oh. I just thought that's, that was normal. Yeah. So I tried to like live that way and live with it. But, um, but I've been starting to feel better and I've done other things too. Like I've been reading a ton of books. I, you know, I, there's this, uh, character strengths test that came out. Or it didn't come out, but it was uh, from this uh, psychologist named Martin Seligman. He wrote a book called Learned Optimism and Authentic Happiness. And that's where I found this um, positive psychology type uh, exams. And so I took it. And so my first strength is teamwork. I'm like, this doesn't sound very three-ish. And so (laughs) I was like, you know, and everything, just little things were starting to pick up. Like, you know, I closed my business because it was a solo thing and I didn't like it. You know, I'd rather be with you guys, a team. Yeah. And so... It all makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's why I missed the military. Yeah. Because it was like, it was huge teamwork. And um, so, yeah, I just, I was starting to piece things together until that call. And I was like, I I had to tell you you immediately. Yeah. You were having (laughs) your own, like, eye-opening experience. Yeah. Because you've mentioned before, you're like, you know, if you feel like the Enneagram, like if I'm reading your type, you feel like it's reading your DNA, that's your type. And it... When you when we would go through the three stuff when we were learning about it, like a lot of things were because we've done so to, many three call yeah like calls for type threes yeah and a lot of things were pertinent for when I took the exam like two over two years ago but um I was so stressed back then I was getting depressed actually oh. and so but now that I'm feeling better and we did that type six call I was like this is like this is Caitlin <laughs> this is more me we need to yeah. talk <laughs> yeah so. So what did you, you did, you, did you read that entire chapter of that book? I read it twice. I read, Jesus. I read the type five chapter, the type seven chapter, my wings. Yeah. I realized I'm a type five, so defender at work and a type seven buddy at home and with myself. I get in my own way all the time. Aww. And then, um, but I am definitely a type six and I watched that video you sent me yeah. and I was like, yep. Yep, that's me. Yep, 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 <laughs> And then I also read, like, why type six, when they're stressed, they go to three. And I was like, oh, I wasn't an actual three. I was just a really stressed, in fact, depressed three. <laughs> and really nice one, too. <laughs> I was just in such denial, I think, which is, I'm like, that's okay, interesting. Yeah. And you know what? That's what that video talked about was that, you know, the middle numbers, mm-hmm. they're the ones who are asleep to the, they're, whoa. That was thunder, people. Because that's Tennessee. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, so the, the six, nines, and uh, threes are all asleep to their triad's main issue. Like, oh. the gut triad, which is eight, nine, and one, for the people, um, is anger. That's their issue, right? Okay. So the nines are going to be asleep to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the threes, you know, they're in that, like, heart triad, and they're going to be asleep to their emotions. And then... Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, and then the six in the middle. Uh, what was it? Because I'm still learn. I'm still learning a lot about the six. There was it thinking or yeah, security or safety or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, 
but um sorry we got really off track <laughs> i had to ask though but um yeah so redirect <laughs> so intuitive okay. eating yeah i think the enneagram fits in actually um because intuitive yeah. eating i think there's an element there that you have to be more self-aware I, that cannot be ignored if you're trying to work with your health especially in our society and nowadays yeah that's true and the enneagram does help you be open to being more self-aware yeah and it's easier so when it comes to like you're saying with your hunger me that was so easy to figure out like i'm not really hungry in the mornings mm-hmm. people are like oh you, you know breakfast is the most important i'm like actually i think that was um marketing strategies from the 1960s or something like oh. that just because i think i think it was that documentary that i was thinking about earlier same one yeah where it was like Cereal brands were just trying to sell more. Oh, yeah. I think pretty sure it was like cereal and like, no, was it breakfast meat? Yeah, it was the meat. It was on that same, I think it was like, because butchers and stuff like that were having a hard time. Somebody, whether it was cow milk or butchers, one of those, having a hard, like, nobody was buying their stuff. So then they started this marketing campaign to, you know, this first thing in the morning, you gotta, you know, in that old timey, and the first thing in the morning, you gotta, <laughs> old timey voice, you gotta have like your bacon and your milk and, you know, yeah. your eggs and sales went up. Oh, but and that just like boils my blood because yes. like, you know, the, the people we work with, because it happened to me and it happens to the clients we're working with, like they're still dealing with repercussions from the kind of you know, advertisements that were put in front of them years and years in, in front of their mothers years and years and their grandparents years and years earlier. Yeah. So, and it's like, how do you combat that? That's where I think intuitive eating is helpful, but there's, I think, I think there's more to it. I think people really need to, um, not just, I, I think they need to know more, like where their food is coming from. They need to know how it impacts their internal health, mental health, emotional health. Um, and that's when I think you'll actually be, when you're focusing on you and what works for you, you won't focus so much on those advertisements. Oh yeah. You're like, oh, well that sounds nice. That breakfast. Like I never thought I'd ever give up breakfast cereal ever, ever. (laughs) I love it. And I still love it. It's a good little treat. Um, but even when like the protein cereals like that are out now, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, perfect. (laughs) I don't, I I would, I bought like a, a pack of them. I'm like, no, I'm not, I they went bad because I just don't eat it anymore. I, I want like the wholesome, like the savory stuff. I love mm-hmm. like the egg and the toast. And, oh, like, your breakfast. They always look amazing. <laughs> I know. I've been, I've been mixing it up with like that, that yogurt bowl that I've been doing. Oh, I started cooking my eggs with butter ever since I saw you make what? your breakfast one day. What were you using before? Just spray olive oil. Ew. I know. <laughs> It's and such a difference. Isn't it? Get, well, butter for one. I, the spray has, like, doesn't really have much calories, right? That's <laughs> what they say. No, if you actually... It says zero on the label, but it's like five sprays. It's like still under... Uh, if it's you like put the pan on a, a weights on a food scale and yeah. you spray it, it'll one or two grams might pop out. Oh, but then how many calories would that be? 18. 9 to 18. Yeah, so that's really little. Mm-hmm. Um, But... Olive oil just like itself and butter like butter has so much less grams of fat than olive oil. Oh, I didn't even know that. Really? Because I've been avoiding butter. Oh my God, because... Now I'm doubting myself. I'm no, pretty sure it's less. It could be. I think it's overall healthier for you though. Like it's so much, especially mm-hmm. I get that organic grass fed one from oh. Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. No, um Costco. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like yellow. Like yeah. it's like pure dark yellow butter. Yeah. It's like, I just want to eat it like off the, <laughs> the stick. <laughs> and it, it, it makes such a huge difference. And the only time I'll really use olive oil is for an Italian style dish. Your bruschetta that you made. Mm. Yeah. When did you have my bruschetta? After the Nashville Fish Show last year. Oh, yeah. You made it. I did. That's the last time I made it. Yeah. I basically passed out as I was eating it. I was having a moment. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> was that that cream cheese and that Parmesan that's in there? And the olive oil. And the olive oil. <laughs> so, yeah. Eat butter with your eggs. I just can't believe. Like, that's one thing that really makes me angry about Casey. Mm. <laughs> she just can't. <laughs> she, she, I don't think she even listens to the episodes. <laughs> Fine, I can gossip about her. <laughs> um, like, I know it, it was part of how she grew up where, you know, she just had TV dinner. She's talked about it on oh, the yeah. episodes where she just got TV dinners and, you know, a lot of sweets growing up. And just they didn't put a lot of value in the experience of a, of a meal mm. and cooking it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, being in competition for so long, yeah, you can't really be picky. <laughs> You know, when you're in prep, right? So just so much of her life was just like, just eat it and get it over it. Well, I'm the exact opposite. Like, no, 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 no. We're doing the butt. When I would try to make her something, like, I want to cook for you. It's kind of like, I want to show my love toward you by cooking for you. And she'd be over my shoulder be like, no, let's do that. And then she ends up cooking the thing. And I'm just like... No, you don't get it. Like, it's so, the butter, it'll make it taste more savory, and then it'll be juicier, and then you put this with it, and she's like, she's like, did Kate give two shits about what it tastes like, as long as it's acceptable? Yeah. (laughs) That's so fascinating. Yeah. Because it's like, in the intuitive eating principles, one of them is, you know, it's basically like, honor what's satisfying to you emotionally, not just physically. And so for you, that's, it, it, that it worked for you, but it it also worked for her. Like her way works for her, even though it tasted horrible, probably. <laughs> but it's like it worked for her. that. Her way works for her, and your yeah. way works for you. Like neither is wrong. But it's so interesting well, how like they clap. And <laughs> I will use butter. Yeah, I agree. Butter's like. But I mean, it's but. like a whole experience when you go to like a restaurant, for example, mm-hmm. and it's like the atmosphere and the way they put that effort into the dish. Like that's what makes it taste even better. I can do that at home. And I really learned to love it when I did Whole30, actually. To cook at home? or Yeah, well, and just get more confident in the kitchen oh, really? and cooking more. And because it forced me, the Whole30 forced me out of my comfort zone, like oh, a lot. Okay. <laughs> Especially with taking the time yeah, to be in yeah. the kitchen. I loved to cook. It's just the time that it takes was mm-hmm. just really annoying. I think that's for a lot of people. Yeah. But um, that's where I was like, you know what? I could either hate this forever or learn to love it, Yeah. right? And I was like, I could get really creative and have a lot of fun in the kitchen and it'd be this like whole experience. That's why having wine while I cook is like top tier for me because it's like, I'm just this, you know, Italian like lady in the the hills of Tuscany cooking with her wine and her pasta, you know? It's a whole experience for me. That's why I love to cook. That's so cool. Mark loves it too. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I think a lot of people, this applies to a lot of stuff and a lot that I've done over the years in my journey was that like I could hate this forever Mm -hmm. and then yo-yo or something 
or like force myself to love it and then you end up loving it like yeah working out and stuff like that like just love it you love this you love this caitlin you like it remember you just got to convince yourself of these you know quote-unquote lies mm-hmm. <laughs> where it becomes the truth yeah. right and it's it's your own journey that reminds me i was just watching uh, i was sweeping earlier today because you were coming over i was like i have to make this house presentable Ugh, so ew, much look at all this dog hair oh my god it was awful but um <laughs> i swept my treadmill and i've been doing that for the past like i think maybe year year and a half so i clean it and i got this treadmill like six years ago and that was in like the middle of like when my binge eating was at its worst but the treadmill to me symbolized just absolute like dread i didn't like it but I even when I was like exercise for me, I just kept at it even when I didn't feel like doing it or didn't think it was gonna help me on my binge eating. Like I still went because I, in some part of me, and I'm sure for you, like some part of that process, how it made your body feel or your even your mind feel, like was good. And so now I I keep my treadmill clean because now I've made it mean, you know, this is helping me. This is good for my health, and I'm not gonna treat it like trash. Like it's helping me be the healthiest version of myself so. yeah yeah i like that your little treadmill <laughs> it's a good treadmill it's leaking oil now but <laughs> oh my god i need to get it fixed do you have a downstairs gym no i have the gym in like this uh extra guest bedroom in a closet oh. and then the treadmill's downstairs it's hard to miss oh it's huge <laughs> that's like a 40 degree incline you keep it at the incline no my hamstrings would pop oh <laughs> But it can. Oh, my head I would see. touch the ceiling. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, yeah. So that on that note, <laughs> just get on our little tangents. But I actually like the way it end. Like we kind of closed in a way. Like we talk about intuitively, like what feels yeah. good to us, and it's yeah. counterintuitive. Or it's like people sleep, clean their treadmills. People like actually love cooking. Yeah, and I think you know, just kind of ending, you know, to wrap this. Up in a nice little pretty bow. Um, just, you know, in the in, in the mini-sodes, I love to ask, like, a lot of questions mm. to get people to think, yeah. right? You know, that's, that's good. one of the books I read a while ago was Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. I have that on my reading list now because really? of you. Yeah. It's kind of weird how it's laid out, but you don't even need to read the book for it to change your life. Because mm. if you just think that in general, that just little quote... It'll just force you to ask more questions, which will open up your mind, more self-awareness, more knowledge, more growth. Like, it's just the floodgates just open the more you think that. Yeah. Um, And then, like, where was I going with this? (laughs) Wrapping it, the episode up into a bow. Yeah. Questions. Oh, yeah. So, kind of, like, just take what we've talked about and being like, Mm. okay, what do I value? What is sacred to me? And Mm. that, but is also, like healthy for me and then I know it's good for me or what can I do I think that I know I would love like that workout class or something that you feel like you'd really love just do it (laughs) like lean into it yeah I think you're right like and but it's like it starts small instead Mm -hmm. of do all the rules yeah and then surround and I talk about this too in the mini so just like surround yourself with the things that serve you better, right? Mm-hmm. Change the people you follow on Instagram. Yes. Even if you're on Instagram a lot, things that are inspiring for you or um, watch more documentaries. Yep. <laughs> I love those little, like, don't watch What the Health. <laughs> <laughs> now watch it, but it might ruin your life forever. <laughs> All you can eat is ice. <laughs> oh my gosh. I want to watch it now. But, um, but yeah, no, just get out of your head and just kind of look at your life, <clears throat> you know, 
it, look at your life as like the bigger picture, like what's really going on mm-hmm. and where can I afford, e- honestly, easy changes. Yeah. Like drinking more water. That's, that's so, yeah. yeah, that's excellent. It's okay to start with easy changes, right? Get that easy A. <laughs> yeah, the low hanging fruit. Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that you'll start to feel better from there and like, you're not going to lose, you know, 20 pounds in the month, but the the long term goal really is to live as long as possible not be in your wheelchair mm-hmm. right and to be clear headed and yep. not be in the nursing home being all like what's your name again grandson or whatever you know what yeah. i mean like just just being on your feet and just having that overall health yeah but i remember when i went i got that like small procedure done it's called a leap procedure have you ever had that uh-uh it's a lady procedure for oh, like okay. your cervix. There's like the thing that she they had to take out, but okay. it was like a 20 minute procedure. But I had to go under, oh, real fast. But I had to go under anesthesia. It was the first time I'd ever been under anesthesia. Really? It was like last February. It was not that long ago. What? <sighs> I missed this. Okay, I'm sorry. Really? I, maybe or maybe I'm. It no, wasn't. I'm... Not this past February, like the like 2022. 2022. Yeah. I don't. It, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um oh it was when zoe was still with us because she was my coach at the time oh okay yeah oh, i wasn't here sorry <laughs> oh mind. yeah you weren't okay don't worry <laughs> you're not a bad person for not being not caring for me <laughs> or being concerned but anyway so like right before you go into the or like five different people come in and ask you kind of all the same questions oh. Um, you know, they just read off their little checklist. I'm like, yes, yes, no, 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 no. Um, but the anesthesiologist came in and, uh, it was so funny. He was just like reading all these, you know, health related questions, you know, high blood pressure, you know, blah, blah, stuff like that. And I was like, no, no, any medications? No. Any blah, blah, blah issues? No, 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 no. And he's like, you're like the healthiest person I've ever encountered. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, I probably (laughs) Just because I'm not on any medications, I've never had anesthesia before, I've never been under the knife, like, nothing, and it just blows my mind. I even had one person tell me, like, because they found out that I didn't drink, at the time, like, any coffee, and at the time, I didn't drink a lot of alcohol, (laughs) and they're like, wow, you're so healthy. I'm like, is that really your metric? Anyway, I don't know where... Well, where I'm going with this is that, you know, I took pride in that moment with the anesthesiologist because, you know, so many... And I'm, there's this is opening up Pandora's box for other episodes. But, you know, you can the healthier you are and the more you take pride in that mm-hmm. and um, doing what is best for you and eating more wholesome foods and moving more, drink more water. Like, so many health problems just plummet. Yeah when it, it just blows my mind because like there's so many problems that are around today that weren't when our grandparents were our age like exactly isn't that crazy like we could just go into the rabbit hole right now yeah <laughs> yes i we will we will, we will. <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> anyway i have to pee okay. so hard okay guys well thank you for listening as always see us in the facebook group say hi until then Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the FFP Alignment Podcast. Please support us by downloading, rating, and recommending us to your friends and family. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Fit Femme Project. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project. And for those of you looking to find their essential balance of lifestyle and fitness, book a free consult by going to thefitfemproject.com. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project.com and click apply now. Until next time, this is the Fit Fem Project Alignment Podcast.